Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing a concept that I call everyone and everything is our teacher. I remember turning this over in my mind when I first heard it from a yoga teacher. It was a shocking perspective to me that everyone and everything could be our teacher. Take that in for a moment. What if everything we're experiencing, I mean everything, is our teacher? Think about the things that especially bother us, the things that get under our skin, that rub us the wrong way, that ruffle our feathers, that make our blood boil. These most annoying, most aggravating things, they're our teachers, y'all. They're rich with the lesson that we need and likely don't want because of all of our feelings, all of our resistances to change. How could this be that everything happening to us is actually happening for us. Here are some examples from my life, and I hope by sharing some examples that are personal to me, this episode will help you find the teachers and the lessons in yours. So how about my first broken heart? Yep, that very first youthful broken heart, the one that damn near rips us apart and buries us, what did it teach me other than pain, that life hurts, that my big heart can crack open from moving through the pain and getting to the other side? I learned that my heart can mend even when it feels like it can't. That's a lesson I never wanted. But what an important one for life. How many times has life proven this true to me? Countless times that my heart can be cracked wide open and yet it can still heal. What a valuable teacher to take that lesson, that hard-earned wisdom into every moment of my life. It's a security, it's a groundedness that no matter how brokenhearted I may feel, that my heart is mendable. When I think of my biological father's abandonment, not at the beginning of the pain, not even at the middle. But once I was all the way through to the other side, at a point, his abandonment taught me that every person we lose isn't a loss. 
And I can say that to you honestly now in my 40s, that even with the fracture that he left, which created the space for a child molester to abuse me, I'm still grateful that his absence was more of an influence on my life than his presence. It's been a decades-long road with a pot of gold at the end. The absence of his presence, the absence of his love in my life, the absence of my mother's, has sent me on a journey to learn what love actually is and what it isn't. I love myself fiercely now. And I have found love, support, safety, loyalty, and a bond in my husband who produces the show, Chris, that is the masculine love and bond that I know I deserved always. I have a deep sense of accomplishment, like climbing a 14,000-foot mountain peak, to have gotten to such a deep, fulfilling, loved-up destination with myself and with my husband. How about road rage? How many of you highly sensitive people out there have a secret or not so secret road rage problem? Yep, I used to be captain road rage in my teens and early 20s until I realized through my pursuit of yoga that the traffic could be a teacher. Of course, I could rock out with road rage all the days of my life like we know so many people do. Maybe you're doing that right now as you're listening. Or I could choose, and that's my power, to either choose continued road rage or to choose something different. I chose to use the traffic to practice peace instead of rage, to practice presence instead of trying to get into the next moment just as soon and quickly as I possibly could. What a gift for me to allow myself to develop a trust while driving that car, that I would arrive just as soon as I arrived. What a practice of peace. I could arrive in a frenzy, flipping birds left and right, road rage face, screaming at other people. It's not my value system. That's not my heart. I didn't like, I wasn't proud of passing rage on along the highway to other people. So I could choose to pass the energy of prayer hands, of light and love, in acceptance of the traffic. What a gift to learn that I didn't have to fight what I couldn't control. What a crazy thing to try to control how the other cars are moving. To recognize my control issue connected to my road range opened up the possibility of choosing to surrender to the traffic instead of fight it and practice rage. Today, I'm a very peaceful driver. I'm very chill. Of course, I can have a little moment of irritation, but my goodness, it is 1% of the road rage I used to feel or show, express, and practice. What a teacher the traffic can be if and when we allow it. I've been divorced twice. Now, some people do divorce very well and maintain friendships and co-parenting relationships that are quite admirable and beautiful, I think, for the whole world, not just their families. 
But most divorce is like death. It's death of a union. It's death of a promise. It's death of a vow to keep each other precious. On the other side of grief, I learned reinvention, rebirth. And as long as we're breathing a rebirth and a reinvention, they're available to us. It doesn't matter how much we don't want to have to reinvent. It doesn't matter how much our loss hurts us. Reinvention is always available to us as long as we're alive. I've emerged like a butterfly. I suspect many of you listening have too or are emerging right now. To be able to sit in this moment and recognize, wow, I've used my pain to emerge in my life like a butterfly. If my past self was the caterpillar, I've transformed so much that I can fly. Where once I felt I could only crawl along the ground. In all those reinventions, I never not one time wanted to reinvent myself. And it was scary and it was hard and I had a lot of doubt and a lot of confusion along the way. The lesson from the teacher of all of that pain is that I will forever know, like once you learn how to ride a bike, you kind of can't forget, I will forever know that I can reinvent myself if I have to, if life says I must. And this is a security within myself that helps me feel safe. My inner child can look up at grown-up me and go, okay, anything we have to do, she can do it. COVID lockdowns, you know what they taught me? After the fear, the terror, the isolation, it taught me I didn't need city life anymore. I thought I'd be a city girl forever. So did my husband. He was a city guy. This change opened up a world where I get to see wildlife regularly to live in nature now, something I never even thought I might want, and to have it feel so right for my heart, for my mind, for my nervous system, for peace. What a beautiful teacher those COVID lockdowns became for me. How about bad haircuts, y'all? Not just the ladies. I know guys can get them too. Have y'all been on live streams? You ever seen my crazy hair? Now, I do get a lot of compliments on my hair, and I know that I do have good hair. I have that good, thick, wavy Sicilian hair that I very much thank my genetics for. But the wave in my hair that I have a lot of peace with at 40 was the bane of my existence growing up. My self-esteem was low in general. I felt abandoned by my father. I was confused. My mom was icy and cold. Where are my sisters out there who have had their mushroom head horrible haircuts from the pain of adolescence and young adult bad goofy headed haircuts? I've been forced to learn even all bad haircut moments pass, y'all. And I can handle looking weird sometimes for the sake of the risk of a brand new style. And I like that about me. I can survive embarrassment. I can survive a mushroom head phase and I can risk a crazy haircut again and again. Here's one that I know is a really, really heavy hearted thing for sensitive people. The death of a pet. Now, the first time as an adult 
that I was tasked with putting down one of my pets. It was a cat that I had had since I was in high school. I cried so hard at the vet's office, y'all. Y'all know I'm a crier. Like my body was sobbing. And I wasn't just crying because I was losing Tootie. That was her name. She had extra toes and hence she became Tootie. I was crying for myself as much as for her. She represented the death of part of my childhood. And the pain encompassed me so fully. The vets, the techs, I scared them, y'all. We know how the average person out there doesn't deal with emotion very well, and mine was intense. They tried to get me to sit down. They wouldn't let me leave the vet. They didn't want me driving away. I didn't quite know what to do with the loss of her and the, the swell of pain that washed over me. I felt messy with it, even sloppy with it, and that's okay. I think it had to be that to teach me how it could be other than that. Part of the teacher that Tootie was for me, after that pain process through me to get to the lesson, to get to the wisdom, to get to the teaching, I very much believe in a spiritual sense that the death of our pets, their shorter lifespan, wow, are they ultimate gurus. Every time I've lost a pet as an adult, it is a reminder, it is a resurgence on how precious our life is, that love comes and it goes, that our relationships come and they go, that nothing is permanent. And that helps me very much value life. I hug people tight when I see them. I tell them how much I love them. And this is direct wisdom. I've taken from the pain, the loss of my pets, our little unconditional love gurus. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask them all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? Well, we hear you and we have been there too. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. Who are we? I'm Dr. Jess Steyer, a public health scientist and also co-host of the Unbiased Science Podcast. Every day, I'll chat with one or both of your new pediatrician besties, Dr. Dina DiMaggio, a general pediatrician, and Dr. Anthony Porto, a pediatric gastroenterologist. We'll talk about all the things related to our kids' health from dealing with a colicky infant to navigating puberty in the teenage years. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, now live on all podcast platforms. The last thing I want to share is the teacher of this show. The show has been beautiful in my life, and sometimes it's been really hard. We have never, not one time, missed one weekly release in five and a half years. It's challenged me to keep a schedule when I am a creative that's a bit all over the place. Chris is responsible for this production schedule. This show has challenged me to keep using my voice even when I've been scared. I could not have imagined the life things like COVID, like our American political system, riots, um, 
the things that I would talk through on this show, I could not have imagined when I started. This show has taught me that I am strong enough to risk criticism, that I can be vulnerable and real, that I can kind of stick my neck out and allow, even welcome the judgment of the masses. An amount of energy my younger self cannot fathom that I'm okay with. I'm proud that I get to model living what I preach. Now, I don't do it perfectly, but I certainly try. I've learned and believe in that it's our jobs to be exactly who we are, even as we keep unfolding and expanding into who we will become, that this is the gift of our life. Knowing that I can do hard things is the greatest security and no one can take away my hard-earned wisdom. So what are your struggles trying to teach you if you just let them? What if everyone is a teacher of holding on or of letting go, of staying the same or of learning a better, lighter, more useful, easier, more impactful way? What if all of our aggravations, our hurts, our pains, our defenses, our struggles, our annoyances, our broken hearts, what if these are rich fertilizer? And what if we have so much power to turn shit into manure and fertilize this one most precious life? I cannot wait to see what you grow. And I hope you're just as excited. If you want to support this show, my work, our work, Come join the Patreon. The next Patreon live stream that happens on the second Wednesday of each month is Understanding Expectations. Come submit a question. Come participate. Come learn and grow with other seekers who are doing the nitty-gritty work of bettering their lives. When we understand expectations and understand how we can change our relationship to expectation, we give ourselves a most powerful teacher. Come join at patreon.com backslash emotional badass. I want to thank those of you who have taken your precious time to write a five-star review. That really is how that funky iTunes algorithm suggests emotional badass to other people. There is rarely a day still where we don't get some kind of message somewhere of gratitude for people understanding their high sensitivity, for them learning how to hold themselves in this life. I want to thank 10 feet STEF, 10 feet Steph. They say soothing and supportive. This podcast is like a friend, a very supportive and caring friend I'm waiting for each week. It helped me going across very lonesome and dark times for two years. It's helped me reconstruct self-love and hope. I'm grateful I stumbled into this podcast. I'm so grateful you stumbled too. Light and love. Thank you so much. All right. This is a long one. This is from number Evelyn. I love that. Evelyn says, thank you. Nikki, I thank you for the work that you do. All of this is fairly new to me. HSP, self-care boundaries. I've always had a can-do attitude and a things will be okay mantra. And then slowly, not sure when or where I lost myself. I became scared, restless, and unsure. Your podcast has nourished 
and encouraged me through these challenging times. I just signed up for your upcoming course. Ah, this is somebody who's done boundaries. And I am excited, nervous, and hopeful. I know ultimately it's up to me, but I'm happy to have you in my corner. Thank you. I came to finally write a review because I just don't know how to do you justice and stumbled on the original review I was going to post years ago. So I'm leaving it only to add years later. Nikki, you have changed my life since your podcast. I do not say this lightly and nor am I idolizing you or putting you on a pedestal. I've had the pleasure, honor, and friendship to work with you. You, the human that you are, have been able to teach and model a completely different way of living. I have become bigger, truer, brighter, and stronger. And yes, life is still super challenging, but I am doing it so, so much better. And life is no longer my fault, a burden, but a place to learn and grow, especially when I am in discomfort. I have many, many emotional muscles now. And yes, they fatigue, and that's when I rest. You've taught me that. Thank you, coach. Love you with all my big heart. Your girl, Evie. I love you, Evie. Here's one from Aaliyah. Thankful. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here and doing what you do. You help immensely. It's incredible to find a podcast like yours that makes me feel so heard and seen and understood. Thank you. All right, two more, you guys. Thank you, Nikki. From the starting music to the content of this podcast, it, it, it has been a God-given gift. I have been listening to your podcast for about a month now. I am in recovery for codependency for a couple of years. I didn't know where codependency originated, growing up super anxious and hypervigilant. Finally, I understand that I am a highly sensitive person. And this has been the last piece in the puzzle. It gives me such peace to know that that's just how God made me. Listening to podcast 189 from Survive to Thrive over and over and over. Thank you for your transparent and candid spirit. It is heavily felt. LOL, such an HSP. All right, y'all, one more. Thank y'all so much. Eric says, vital for growth. I'm unsure on how to begin or repeat the positive comments already stated. I stumbled on this podcast after a 20-year lifestyle of suppressing my emotions and my true self. I thought I was just getting into a self-help program, but quickly realized the level of clarity and direction Nikki's help would provide was way beyond my expectations. I have never heard the term HSP or realized that narcissism was a permanent trait. Learning things like these and their effects on me currently and in the past has given me a level of personal understanding I never thought was even an option. Now when I have a moment when I see that I have reacted differently to an outside force, I get choked up at how far I've come. I wonder if I would still be struggling with the same old thought patterns or hitting the bottle again, if not for this podcast. I listen to every episode and always learn valuable things about myself, even from episodes I don't directly relate to or agree with 100%. I am grateful that I didn't brush past this program, for I know that it would have been a huge disservice to myself and the people that I know. So much light and love, y'all. Thank you so much for supporting my work. Y'all help me help so many other people. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. So much light and love. We are proud to be part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. 
Check out some of their shows at airwavemedia.com. I'm an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. And together, we are where Moxie meets Mindful. Light and love. I'll see you right here next time for a brand new episode. Bye-bye. Find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations, and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long.